the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I used to think that Donald Trump was uh, particularly insightful when, as he first started to make headway on the campaign trail trying to become the president in the 2016 election, he would say, the left hates me because they hate you. He wasn't wrong. He just wasn't entirely correct, because if the indictment of Donald Trump yesterday proves anything, uh, it is really not that the left hates just Donald Trump or that it hates just you. It proves that the left hates America. It hates Americans who love America as it was founded. And this indictment of Trump is, of course, an effort to keep Trump from becoming president again. I don't think it's necessarily an effort to keep him from running for president again, because if it were aimed at that, he would be charged with seditious conspiracy or insurrection. He is not charged with either. The Democrats are not stupid. They can look and see how Trump has gained in the polls when he was indicted the two previous times. So they're not averse to indicting him again and helping him win the Republican nomination, believing in their heart that they will defeat him in the election, which will further their efforts to do what they really want to do, which is crush dissent. It's not just the Trump indictment. We can look across an array of headlines nationally and locally. That is what the Democratic Party is completely dedicated to, which is crushing all dissent. That is why they want to eliminate free speech. Donald Trump is charged with, and I quote, spreading lies about the election to make his knowingly false claims appear legitimate. So they are inside his mind, knowing that when Trump said the election was stolen from him because of things that he questioned in Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, that he knew what he was saying was a lie and that therefore they can prosecute him for exercising his free speech rights. By saying those things, the indictment alleges that Trump created an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger. Well, that's really inconvenient for a totalitarian regime. Did Mao receive favorably mistrust and anger? Did Pol Pot, did uh, Idi Amin, did Adolf Hitler, did any other dictator ever? No. Then why would we expect 
Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, and others to favorably receive a national atmosphere of mistrust and anger. Because that could, and now we go back to the indictment, erode public faith in the administration of the election. Well, we can't have trust in our elections eroding. Ideally, we wouldn't, but when you look around at dictatorships, it's not that they don't have elections. Oh, they have elections. It's just that nobody there really believes the elections decide anything. And we're getting to or have already passed that point in our country, which is why Trump doing what he did after the 2020 election is deemed so dangerous by the Democratic Party. They must crush dissent. You will comply or you will be crushed, comrade. That is what this is about. And you say, well, I don't worry, Bruce, because we have a system of checks and balances in our country and we have judges and we have juries and this isn't going to be solely decided by Joe Biden's administration, by the Justice Department. It'll be decided under our laws and those have stood the test of time. Well, Trump is charged in Washington, D.C., where more than 90 percent of the vote went for Joe Biden. Good luck getting someone in that jury pool who's willing to stand up to what will decidedly be an anti-Trump jury. And he drew Judge Tanya Chutkin, appointed to the bench, the federal bench, by Barack Obama. She spent, prior to being appointed to the federal bench, 12 years at the law firm of Boyce Schiller. Do you know who else worked at Boyce Schiller? An attorney named Hunter Biden. Yes, that's right. Judge Chutkin has had an array of January 6th rioters before her in federal court. She has routinely meted out sentences more harsh than the prosecution asked for. That doesn't happen very often, if at all, it happens routinely in front of her. She's already previously ruled against Trump when he tried to keep some documents away from The January 6th committee. Oh, you remember the January 6th committee, which for the first time ever broke from the practice of allowing the Republican minority leader in the House to name his own members of a committee. Did Kevin McCarthy get to name Jim Jordan to the January 6th committee? No, he did not. You know who got to name them? Oh, that's right. It was Nancy Pelosi who named the Republican Members of the committee, that's how Liz Cheney got on it. That's how Adam Kitzinger got on it, which is a very effective way of doing what? Crushing dissent. You don't want Jim Jordan on there messing up the proceedings, raising bothersome questions that would spoil the narrative. No, 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 no. We're going to conduct this our way on our time with our people. And if you object, well... You just might be next in the crosshairs of special prosecutor Jack Smith. Here is the man who is um, certainly acting upon the wishes of the Biden administration and really every Democrat in indicting Donald Trump. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. 
lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. Yeah, we can't have anybody disputing the results of a presidential election. They should be prosecuted in every single instance. Don't you agree with that? You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. What prison is she in right now? Oh, I guess she's not in prison, is she? No, nor are any of the other Democrats, nor are those who protested and claimed that the elections of George W. Bush, both the first time and the second time, were stolen elections. Democrats can say what you can't say. This is, um, for me, a moment that makes a lot more sense other than just through the prism of Donald Trump's attempt to become the 47th president of the United States. I was thinking about it this morning as I uh, sat down in my chair to pray, and I thought about the degradation of our culture, the departure from norms, the uh, assault on truth. And I reflected on the way that that process has unfolded in our country. And the best demonstration I can give you of it is the gains and the acceptance that the LGBTQ movement has made. And how did the LGBTQ movement go from something that was not accepted to something that is very, very mainstream? Well, they had a very simple mantra that they stuck to. They preached it over and over and over again. It was a way of engendering sympathy for their cause and a way to make you feel bad for objecting to the things that they wanted to achieve and the things they wanted to gain in our culture. And that mantra was, what does our sexual preference have to do with you? How does it impact you? What is its effect on you? Why can't you just leave us alone and let us love who we want to love? Feelings became their firewall. Well, now you can see that feelings, beliefs, ideas are being criminalized. Donald Trump likely believed that he won the election, even if he didn't believe it. If you're going to start prosecuting politicians for lying, well, I hope they carry the White House press briefing today live because I'd love to see FBI agents standing at the door poised to break in on Corinne Jean-Pierre the first time she utters something that is categorically untrue. So we're going to talk about how this mindset has unfolded in our culture, how Trump has become the most noticeable target of it, but far from the only target of it. And I have an announcement uh, that I will share with you uh, today uh, in the 12 o'clock hour of the show. Stay tuned for all that on The Bruce Hooley Show. So it's uh, depressing to contemplate the ongoing indictments of Donald Trump and uh, this latest one is clearly an attempt by the left to make everybody fearful of saying things that would conflict with what the left wants you to believe is the uh, only narrative. Not the preferred narrative, the only narrative. 
Uh, and I don't have to talk for two hours about Donald Trump and his indictment for believing that the 2020 election was stolen and questioning it. That's what he's really charged with. He's not charged with insurrection. He's not charged with seditious conspiracy. Those are the claims that they've made, but they know they can't prove that. And so they've invented some <laughs> some crazy twist to label him a danger to the United States because, well, he made false claims about the election. Uh, the Democrats did that after George W. Bush's election both times and after Donald Trump's election. Didn't matter. wasn't a crime then. That was fine. Free speech was okay. When the Democrats need it to whine, it's great. When they have to deal with it and explain things and win on the merits of their ideas, uh, then you must be crushed. We have a situation now where uh, the White House is embarrassed by the fact that it coordinated with Facebook to try to take down any dissent about COVID. Those stories have been out there for weeks and weeks and weeks. We'll have a Fox Business report on that a little bit later in the show. You might have heard of the movie Sound of Freedom. It's an extremely popular movie. It should be an extremely popular movie. I think everybody would be inspired by the tale of a man who dedicates himself to saving children who are trapped in human trafficking and being used as sex slaves. It's made over $150 million. It's the kind of story that, again, should be lauded far and wide. Uh, Here are some of the headlines from some major media outlets about Sound of Freedom. From Rolling Stone, Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. From NPR, your tax dollars at work. QAnon supporters are promoting Sound of Freedom. Here's why. From ABC News, Trump screens Sound of Freedom, seeking to rally evangelicals around fear of child trafficking. Yes, why would anyone fear child trafficking? Isn't that the dream of every parent, that their child would someday be taken into child trafficking? Uh, From The Guardian, Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller seducing America. And from... I think this is Variety. Oh, yeah. Sound of Freedom is an anti-child trafficking fantasy fit for QAnon. Okay, what does this have to do with Donald Trump? What does this have to do with the assault on free speech? What it has to do with it is that all these headlines from mainstream media outlets, the White House cooperating, or at least trying to elicit the cooperation of Facebook to crush dissent on COVID, Jack Smith indicting Trump, or even locally here where we have uh, another Partisan hack judge Algernon Marbley, U.S. District Judge Algernon Marbley, on Friday denied a preliminary injunction by Parents Defending Education, which would have required the Olentangy Local School District to change its harassment policies for students. Uh, Parents Defending Education, therefore, is on its way to losing this case. And why is this case important? Because... Unless Algernon Marbley has a uh, come-to-Jesus moment, or unless he gets overruled, which I certainly hope he does by someone above him judicially, kids at Olentangy can be um, disciplined this coming fall for misgendering students, which is to say not referring to them by their preferred pronouns. So... Are you aware 
that it is, quote unquote, misgendering to use the right pronoun that matches the biological sex of a student, but that is misgendering because the student prefers to be called by something else. And your student, your son, your daughter can be disciplined for that. And it doesn't even have to happen at school. It can happen at home while your son or daughter is on the phone with a friend. And if they communicate via text message, your text message communications can subject your son or daughter to discipline by the Olentangy schools with the approval and the muscle of U.S. District Judge Algernon Marbley behind them. Crush dissent, police speech, scare people from pushing back against lies. That is the Democratic playbook. They are out in front with it now. Donald Trump makes a convenient target for it. The message, they hope, is not lost upon you that if they can do this to Donald Trump, a multimillionaire, maybe a billionaire, a former president of the United States, what chance do you have? You don't have any. So that's a depressing thought. And as I pondered it this morning, and as I thought about how this has unfolded over the past few decades, I hearken back to the fact that they've used feelings to gain acceptance for radical ideologies in our country, and there's nothing more radical than the letters that unite, even though they're not compatible, they unite under the LGBTQ flag. And the transgender agenda out there is a useful tool for people like Joe Biden and his political supporters, because what it ultimately does is to force you to turn away from things that are true, things that are real, things that are authentic, things that are scientific. If you cannot say that a boy cannot become a girl, even though it's readily apparent to all, even though it's glaringly obvious to all, if they can keep you from saying that, well, it accomplishes a couple things. Number one, it introduces a a fog of fear over the culture. And it also does what they really want to do is to completely disparage, denigrate, and diminish God's place in the culture. You will answer not to what your creator says is true. You will answer to what the Democratic Party and those in power tell you is true. And it doesn't have to be true. They will just tell you it is true, and if you push back, whether you're Donald Trump questioning an election, whether you're parents in the Olentangy School District saying, hey, I don't think that you should be able to tell my students how to refer to classmates if they have an authentic objection to endorsing tacitly or overtly the transgender agenda, I don't think you ought to be able to tell my student what to do, what to say, how to feel, what to think. But it's always been, it's always been the tactic of dictators to have things that you can say and things that you can't say. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.